Hello and welcome to Ride or Die, a podcast where we watch and recap episodes of Common Rider. And it's time to turn up because we're watching Common Rider. I'm your host, Tyler, and with me as always is Mike. Mike, how's it going? Just great. Here again to watch more Common Rider Blades. See what happens in this episode because it left off on a cliffhanger last time, seeing what the new. Yeah. Undead controlling those dust and that pink flames that we didn't mention how it melted the picture. And it was very cheesy yeah. 2000s animation where it's just like yeah. really they noticeable. Were, so they were definitely 3D, 3D pictures, 3D models of picture frames that were melting. And also sometimes it was just like a fire animation plastered over a real thing. <laughs> Just don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of curious who uh, who did all that. Uh, we saw the undead briefly at the end of the episode, and it's like, ooh. So I'm here to see the the, the like unfold of that. Well, Mike, I hope you're ready to learn about Immortality's Mysteries, which is the episode yes. the name of episode four of Commander Blade. Yeah. The episode aired on February. Uh, September, okay. February 15th, 2004. Has two writers this time. Shoji Imai and Sokichi Imai, co-writers for this episode. Uh, Right now it only listed he's worked on this episode. So, that's all we got for you. Uh, And again, directed by Nobuhiro Suzumura. Yeah, I'm ready to... I want to see you... What's going on with the flames, the pink flames, and and the and the undead that was out there? That uh, Akira, that's not his Aikawa Hajime. Uh, what he that he sensed out there. Also, what what is what is his goal? He's clearly not a human. He's clearly not a person. Uh, so I wonder what he's what he's what's his game plan other than living at this cafe. Yeah, there's things that be unfold. It's a cool cafe, though. Anyways, let's uh let's go ahead and hop in. So let's uh strap on our belts, put on our helmets, and let's ride. Let's ride. And that was episode four of Comrade Blade, titled "Immortality's Mysteries." What'd you think, Mike? Uh, this was also a decent episode. Uh, a lot more uh, exposition, I should say. A lot more stuff with the mysteries, and uh, I realized this is also more like a soap opera. Uh, as as we mentioned before, it still feels like that with the the drama that's involved in this uh, in this show. So I was getting those vibes again. So you know, but it's still still good. All right, so hop into the plot. Uh, 
So uh, at the house, Shiori refuses to believe that Karasuma really was the one that undid the seal, but Kazuma tells her what Saki has said. He asks if she knew anyone else who worked with Karasuma on the project. She says that she doesn't know and insists that Saki is deceiving Kazuma. Kazuma explains, however, that it was the first time he had ever seen Saki like that, being beaten around so easily by an undead. He worries and uh, in front of the other two about his body suffering the consequences of the rider system. Shuri gets up and tells him that if he imitates Sakia, then he won't fight him either. She accuses him of being afraid to fight, which enrages Kazuma. He yells at her, and she yells back at him, saying that he will, she will search for Chikarasuma by herself, as she believes she's the only one who that believes in him before storming out of the room. Cosma asks whether anyone cares about his feelings and how he's falling apart. He says that she doesn't understand. Kotaro explains that she probably does, but she trusts a lot in the chief Karasuma. Putting a lot of faith in the chief. Yes. Uh, Shuri walks down the street frustrated at the fact that Karasuma may be responsible for the unsealing of the undead. She turns back to her first day aboard. Karasuma tells her that he has always wanted to work with her and that she should continue helping with his research. She takes her, he takes her to a tour, explaining all about humanity's foundation. He explains to her that if they were able to find the basis for eternal life, then all conflict would end. She realizes something and takes out a picture of someone. Yeah, this scene is like the same as the previous episode where they, it would stop, freeze, uh, blackout and then she'll have like a flashback and then coming out of the flashback it'll kind of the same like green blue screen outline kind of the same transition which is pretty cool yeah. again like a for like a match cut yeah and then uh yeah uh, so uh back at the house Kotaro gets a call from Amane who tells her about the photos that melted Cosmo and Kotaro both go over to find that the photos have in fact melted, and they theorize that it was probably from something very hot. Yeah. yeah like a fire. Uh, Kotaro asks him if anything else strange has happened, and Amani tells him about the raining gold powder. Hajime offers to do something, and Cosmo asks him if he understands what is going on. Hajime tells him that he doesn't, which frustrates Cosmo, who in, then, who in turn tells Hajime not to take things so trivially. Hajime tells Kazuma that they are in shock, but Kazuma gets even more frustrated. Kotaro tells him to stop fighting and that they will look at it. Hajime walks off. Amane explains that, considering it was Hajime's room, that he feels responsible for what happened and what's to solve it. What to do to solve it. Haruka says to worry about the compilation of strange things occurring such as the undead attacking Amane and now the gold powder and melting photos. Koro tells her to stop worrying. Hajime runs out in front of the Jacaranda and tries to sense where the undead is. Meanwhile, the undead, with its powder, manages to suffocate a woman and her child in the forest, uh, and Hajime begins to search on his motorcycle. Shuri makes her way to a building where her father used to work and is most likely a part of board. This one, Sakia comes in. And because uh, she she finds uh, Karasuma's like yeah. wallet on the ground, his ID. Saki is like, "Hey, uh, yeah, he's here. Come with me, and you see him." Yep. She and uh, 
so she follows him to the room and it's like she she's not trusting uh, Tachibana. Uh, and he's like, hey, don't touch the chief. This thing's keeping yeah. him alive. She's like, she's like, what happened that night? I, I, you were the one who who set that place and attacked them with the undead. And he's like, no. Even though I hate the chief, uh, I tried to kill all those undead swarm things, but some escaped. Uh, yeah. And by some, he means a lot. <laughs> and swarmed the place. And he only knocked out the chief to keep yep. him from uh, trying to attack the undead. And, and so they're here at this building. He then tells her about the dream that he had and all the things going on with him. He gives her the key and tells her that uh, she should lock up when she leaves. But she's free to visit the chief whenever she wants. Later, she already returns and Kodoro questions her on why she took so long. She asks for Cosma, but as soon as he comes over, she says nothing to him and runs upstairs. Right. Kind of weird. Why'd you call him over in the first place? Uh, she questions whether, in an attempt to save her mother's life, her father released a seal on the undead to try and find the answer to eternal life. At the doctor's house, Sakia's classmate is nearly finished with the puzzle, which depicts her and Sakia graduating from university. She searches around her desk for the final puzzle piece. Sakia <laughs> comes into her room and tells her that he swallowed it. He tells her that he is scared that if she were to finally finished. finish it, that it would end up like himself, i.e. finished. Uh, he asks her if he can sleep here again. He sits down in a chair and quickly falls asleep again. She tells Sakia that while he sleeps, she won't finish the puzzle and messes it up. Hajime is still out there looking for the undead. Uh, meanwhile, Kodoro tells Kazuma back at the house that he was worried that an undead had caused the photos to melt. But after investigating, he found no response. Cosma continues to question whether the writer system will treat his body the same way as it did Sakia's. Kodoro tells him to stop talking stupidly and that he doesn't believe it. Cosma believes slightly, becomes slightly joyful at the prospect of someone being worried about him. As the morning breaks, Hajime, they do this whole friend thing. Like, you're, mm. you're my trusted friend. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. your friend handshake. Uh, as morning breaks, Hajime is still searching for the undead and finally is attacked from the side by it as he is riding through the forest. He quickly transforms and starts the fight. At the same time, the undead tracker reacts to Kazuma, and Kazuma goes to leave before Hirose stops him and tells him that he is not responsible for undoing the seal and shouldn't have to sacrifice himself, which is contradictory to uh, the flashback he had two episodes ago that was, my rider has to fight. You're gonna sit yeah. by and let people suffer, but now she's like, "Hey, you you didn't cost this stuff. You don't gotta fight." Uh, again, Cosmo shows slight joy in having another person worry about him. He runs off the fight anyway. The undead and Hajime fight fairly even, with Hajime reflecting the shots from the undead. Cosmo arrives and transforms and goes to help Hajime. Hajime tells Cosmo to continue fighting in the undead, the undead, while he watches. And uh, Hajime is looking for a weakness through uh, through their fight. Kazuma scans his thunder card through the sword, but gets knocked back because uh, the undead reflects it. Hajime, by watching the two battle, manages to find the undead's weak spot. Scans his tornado card and shoots an arrow 
at the undead's eye, causing it to buckle, causing this buckle to unclip. Hajime seals it, which becomes the reflect card, which is also the number eight. Uh, Kazuma demands to know why Hajime used him as a diversion, but Hajime quickly attacks him again, attacks him back. Kazuma tells Hajime that if he thinks Kazuma is an enemy, then he will think of Hajime as an enemy. Hajime questions whether a human can really beat him, and they start to fight. My nose is being weird. Shiori brings Kotaro to the building where Chief Karasuma is and tells Kotaro that they need to get him out before Sakia comes back. Shinkoro come in, but Karasuma's body randomly ignites in flames, which is yep. crazy. It just bursts into fire. Yep. Hajime easily takes control of the battle, easily throwing Kazuma about. Shiori tries to save the chief, but Kotaro holds her back from yep. the flames as she screams chief. Chief. a lot. Shacha! Shacha! Like, you guys got to get out of there. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's on fire. Yeah. You got you to you you get out of there, guys, but no. So weird. And the ep- the episode ends with her screaming. So there's that. We found the chief, and now he's probably going to die. Probably so. So, Mike, do you have any thoughts about the episode? Uh, it's, it's, it's a heavy Shiori episode, for sure. It's a lot of her in this episode. Uh, yeah. Um, the focus is not on anybody else per se. Um, so she's always in this episode and she's, I, 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 uh, appreciate her ambition to, you know, find the chief and help save the chief still. But at the end it's just like, uh, you have nothing else to do. He's going to burn. He's, he can't save him. So we'll see if, uh, he survives that fire or not. So, all right, so uh, what would you rank this episode? Uh, this one was also it was good, but not like as great as previous episode. I would give it uh, I give it a three point five. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It was all right. Lots of lots of exposition, but not. I don't think it was terribly interesting exposition. Yeah, yeah. And all the all the action was sort of truncated to the last like maybe five minutes of the show. That that's what I've noticed, and I think that's going to happen in future episodes. It's they're going to put the action towards the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, moving forward, I think. Like I said, the soap opera, they're going to have all the drama in front and all the exposition and all the stuff. And then towards the end, they're going to have to fight. So that sort of thing. Who is your MVP for this episode? I'm going to give it to Hajime. To who? Hajime. Hajime. Because he was being really bold at the end, getting that undead and now fighting against uh, Kajime. Yes, I'd also give it to Hajime. Uh, a lot of searching for the undead this episode, lots of sensing and riding your bike, but when the fight came, he held his own. He did pretty good. And yeah, using Kenzaki as a, as a distraction to find a, 
Undead's weakness was a good strategy. So yes, indeed. good on him. Yep. Now let's talk about the moth undead. Undead. Yes, moth. Moth. Um. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme as per usual, kind of writer, but that's the thing. Um. It's. Uh, trying to remember. Honestly, I mean it's. It's got it's green and black and it's got like a long nozzle nose and got these the fur, the moth fur. Yeah, the moth fur, you know, and the mm. I don't really like that. It's just you didn't even see it that much anyways in the episode, so uh I, I would put it at, actually I'll put it in at five. I'll, it's at five. The lowest. Didn't like it as much. Uh, five. Moth. Let me look up some of the others. I forgot what I forget what bat and locust really look like. Uh, bat. Um. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Locust. Okay, we're not that far. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh. I'm gonna put this one above. Yeah, I put this one up below bad above locust. I don't think it has. A, I don't think it has a worse design than locust. Yeah, but uh, definitely not better than bat here. Okay, so for moth. All right. Before we get into what we'll be watching next. Mike, where can people find you? People can find me on social media at uh, Twitter and Instagram under the handle Mike Mixtape. I post geeky movie show, 80s nostalgia kind of crap. You know, just anything I want to post. Um, outside of this podcast, I do a Padres podcast called Into the Grid with our mutual friend Sean. He, uh, Tyler's also on Comics Edition over there as well. Uh like I said in the previous episode, uh, since these are recorded at the same time, uh, we're going re- to start recording soon again because we've been on hiatus for a while posting old, old episodes. So we're going to get back into Lightspeed Rescue, finish that off, and lead into the next season, which is pretty soon. And so check it out at uh, Go Into the Grid on Twitter and check it out at IngridFM slash Into the Grid. And uh, yeah, outside of both these podcasts, I have my own network of podcasts, which Tyler and I are covering Turtles, the 87 series called Surf and Sewers on my network called Project Mixcast. You can follow it on Twitter at Project Mixcast and uh, listen to it on anchor.fm slash Project Mixcast. So check that out. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Tyler Rims. That's T-Y-L-E-R-T-Y-L-E-R-I-M-S. And in my bio, you can find all the other things I do, including Trouble to Tipton, that I do with Sean, which has also been on a break. But once we come back, we'll be covering multiple episodes of the show per episode, uh, just to have a little bit more talk about with each one, since it is like a, uh, like a, you know, it's a sitcom. You know, sometimes things just don't happen in an episode. Right. Uh, so covering multiple episodes per episode would be better just to have more more meat on that episode. 
how many times can I say episode? Uh, all the angles that I do with my friends Zero and Sly. We're talking about games at a pretty large length. Uh, recently, we've recorded another episode of our Yu-Gi-Oh! segment called Dual Discussion, uh, which is a good pun that I made because uh, the things they use to duel are called dual discs. So discussion, it's funny, I swear. Uh, <laughs> as well as our main All the Angles show. So we just recorded episode or part two of Persona 5. We'll recover half of the plot of the game. The episode before that talks about the characters just in general. So that's all fun. Uh, game over screen that I do with our friends Sean and Brendan. We talk about the games that are coming out, the games that played, and all the news in between. And that's a good time. Uh, and then you can also find me on twitch.tv forward slash Tyler Tyler Rims. I usually streams on on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Uh, so Fridays are usually just whenever I wake up, I'll, I'll start streaming. And, uh, you know, I just play games. Right now I'm playing No More Heroes, Kingdom Hearts, Yakuza 0. All fun stuff. Uh, don't have to stop by and watch, but you could leave me a follow. Really help uh, help me out there. And that's it for me. But for this podcast that you're listening to right now, Ride or Die, you can find us on Twitter at Ride or Die Podcast. And there we, we retweet a bunch of tokusatsu stuff. We interact with other tokusatsu members in the community. Mm-hmm. Real fun time. I guess you'll find us on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash writer hyphen die. Don't forget the hyphen. It's where we host the podcast. But from there, you can also find us on other platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, uh, CastBox, all that, all that stuff. As well as Anchor itself, if you just want to listen there, you're free to do so. Um, you can also contact us. Through uh, the our anchor page, the message button that's there. Leave a little one minute voice clip, or you can uh, mention us directly on Twitter. I'll see that. I'll respond, as well as sending us an email through writer.podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think of what you've heard. Feedback is good, but that's it for the plugs. Next time we'll be covering episode. Five of Common Rider Blade titled The Challenge to the Past. But until then, lives up to be your ride or die. Ride or die. <laughs>